lectern. And what's that? Recorder. That's a recorder, okay. Um, good morning. It's great to be here, it really is. And uh, I was supposed to be here last week, unfortunately, uh, due to um, things that I couldn't control. I um, wasn't able to be here. People have prophesied over me and they have shared that there's better things to come. And that's always a good thing, but it would seem like the enemy thinks there's better things to come and he doesn't want me to do those better things or to be involved in those better things. And so we, we were parked in the back paddock of a pastor's house just recently and it began to rain in Melbourne and um, before it finished raining um, the paddock turned into a lake and we were isolated there for um, about three weeks. Fortunately our program allowed us uh, to live in the van and travel to the other places we needed to be in. And sort of looking back, I realised the enemy really was uh, working against us to try and, I don't like to give him too much praise, but he was trying to stop us achieving what God had planned for us to do. And many times in our lives, we find this, this sort of thing happens, that God, God's good plan for us um, is, becomes obvious to the enemy and he tries to thwart us. And they're not only in the big things, but in the smaller things, this happens. And I'm going to stand over here because I need to see the yeah, projector as well, and I don't want to stop you from seeing it. Um, utilising the gifts of the Holy Spirit, I want to talk to you about this morning, just very briefly. It's something that's near and dear to my heart. And when I went to Bible school many, many years ago. Um, Pastor Barry, I don't know whether he remembers me being there, but um, he was one of our lecturers. And they taught us about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And we, we were all soaking up all of that good stuff. And we had visiting speakers coming through Sturt Street in Adelaide, and they would use the word of knowledge and so on, different gifts of the spirit, gifts of healing and so forth. And back in those days, it, from my perspective, it appeared that when they did that, they were using what God had given them. But they weren't actually trying to impart it to us. And so we at least I got the impression how are you supposed to do this stuff? And the Holy Spirit began to work in me and I remember being at, out at Sunrise House on Sunday nights where Mrs. Harris would ask she was the pastor's wife she would ask quite a number of us young people to come back and have supper there and then we'd stand around the piano and sing and then we pray for one another. And one night, uh, as I was praying for this uh, person, young, young woman, 
And suddenly words came out of my mouth that I hadn't premeditated. And I found myself saying things um, that basically, obviously disturbed the young woman that I was praying for. And I had my eyes shut and my hand on her head like that. And suddenly I felt her twist out from underneath my hand and go out into the passageway. And I thought, what have I done? I've really upset somebody here. And so I followed her out into the passage and uh, I said, what's, what's the matter? And before the words, what's the matter, was coming out, she said, how did you know that? And I said, I didn't. And it turned out that she was planning, she'd grown up in the church, and she was planning to go and flat with some of the girls from her workplace and to have some of the world's fun. And I didn't know anything about that at all. Um, but somehow the Holy Spirit was looking for somebody to speak through. And he said, well, there's Rob Bailey. Um, he's got an open mouth. I'll just use him. And so I found myself speaking words that I didn't really think about. And uh, that was a consciousness of perhaps one of the first times that I was used by the Holy Spirit um, in, a, in a supernatural way. And I've come to understand that the Holy Spirit will do that. But in Galatians 2.20 it says that we are crucified with Christ. Nevertheless we live, yet not us, but Christ lives in us. And the life that we now live is His life. And He wants us to live that life out in our daily lives. And I believe that we need to understand that He's given us these gifts of the Spirit. And He wants us to utilize them as if He'd given us something else, some physical things perhaps. And I've come to an understanding in my own life that it's up to me, it's up to me to actually step out and utilise the gifts of the Spirit. In 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 8, Paul has obviously been asked a question regarding the gifts of the Spirit. And he's beginning to explain the gifts of the Spirit to the Corinthian church. Uh, for one is given the word of wisdom to, through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, and to another the effecting of miracles, and to another prophecy, and to another the distinguishing of spirits, and to another various kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. Nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, and when we were in Bible school, so that we could remember them easily, we were suggested that there were three groups. The revelation gifts, the voice gifts, and the power gifts. And we, uh, down through the years, I've remembered that like that. Helps me to keep them clear in my mind. 
and uh, also it helps me to realize that um, at various times the Holy Spirit will prompt me to step out and have a go at something that's perhaps not really native for me. Now I operate very freely in the revelation gifts and voice gifts, but the power gifts are something that uh, doesn't happen regularly in my, my life. Um, but every so often the Holy Spirit will prompt me and cause me to step out and have a go. And at that, those times, I'm more conscious uh, that I'm walking on water than I have <laughs> any other time. I feel less comfortable in that particular uh, realm. However, God always comes through. And sometimes down through the years as I've been ministering and preaching, suddenly uh, I'll uh, get a word of knowledge and I'll feel in my body a pain that uh, I know doesn't belong to me. And so I would stop and I would call out that word of knowledge. I'd say, there's somebody here, you've got this particular pain and I would describe what I was feeling. And I knew that if that person was to respond and say, yes, that's me, that God um, would give me a gift of faith to believe for a gift of healing for that person. And invariably that's what happened. However, on some occasions, nobody responded. And uh, there I was hanging in the breeze, as it were, uh, with nobody putting their hand up and acknowledging that what I received was a word of knowledge. And then after the service they would come to me and they would say, um, you called out that word of knowledge about such and such, and uh, that was me. And I would say to them, well, you realise that I had a gift of faith out there for a gift of healing for you. But I'm happy to pray for you, and I would pray for them. And so as time went by, I began to realise when nobody put their hand up that most likely there was somebody there. And so I would say to them, right now, I have given a word of knowledge and I have a gift of faith to believe that God is going to heal you to meet your need and I believe God wants to give you a gift that will heal you and many times people would then respond and one morning I was preaching in our little church in Burr and uh, when I said that this elderly gentleman who was a taxi driver and rather gruff, he said, well, why didn't you say that up front first? <laughs> and he got up, and with him, half a dozen other people stood up and followed him to the front of bread. And so, it's up to us, when we get a gift, to tell people what we've got. And to encourage them to step out and have a go. And believe that God can heal them and touch them. And restore them and meet their need in some way. And many times down through the years, uh, I've realised that the gifts of the Spirit will operate if I step out to have a go. 
The gifts are mentioned in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 28. Now, many um, mainline church people will use this passage of scripture to defend their position of not speaking in tongues. Because Paul says there, um, do all speak in tongues? And the answer is obviously that he is expecting is no. But in actual fact, um, he's not talking about your prayer language. He's talking about the gifts of the Spirit. Unlike your privilege, uh, therefore when it says do all speak in tongues, it means to give a message in tongues that needs to be followed by an interpretation. And we've shared this with many people down through the years and because now for the last 14 years we've been travelling, uh, we've had the opportunity of sharing it and uh, as a result, many people have capitulated and said, okay, then I want to receive that gift of power with the outward evidence of speaking in tongues. There are different types of gifts, nine spiritual gifts, seven motivational gifts, and uh, five ascension gifts. Uh, who initiates my prayer language? When I, was, I went to Bible school, I hadn't been filled with the Spirit, and uh, um, as I received the teaching regarding the baptism of the Holy Spirit there, I came to the place where all the little gaps in my mind were filled in, and I began to realise that I needed this experience. And so one Saturday morning, um, there was nobody at home where I was living, and I said, okay, Lord, I need this experience and I sat on the edge of my bed and was filled with the Spirit. And it didn't sound like any language that I'd ever heard. And, uh, but I'd asked the Lord, I'd said, Lord, I just want to have this experience because I know I need it. And I don't care what it sounds like. And after I said that, I regretted saying that because uh, when I began to speak in tongues, as I say, it didn't sound like anything that I could recognise. That didn't mean to say that it wasn't a tongue. simply means that I didn't recognise it. So I said, Lord, I know that I said I didn't care what it sounded like, but Lord, could you give me a language that sounded like something that I do recognise? And I opened my mouth and I began to speak in the language um, that sounded like Arabic. And I was working at a used car yard cleaning cars at the time and the people that were in that uh, used car yard were Arabs and so it sounded very much like what they talked to one another in and so I was convinced and that was fine and so the next Sunday night we were at Sunrise House and um, I don't know whether Mrs Harris had discovered that I hadn't been speaking in tongues but anyhow she was, had us in a big circle and she was going around and being Mrs. Harris, she was stirring us up and getting us going. And she came up to me and she said, Come on, Rob Bailey, you speak in tongues, you can do it. And I, and I said, Well, I do. <laughs> and I began to, she said, Well, do it then. Good, Mrs. Harris's bluntness. <laughs> uh, and uh, so I began to speak fluently in tongues, and basically I've been speaking in tongues ever since, not continuously, but uh, frequently because I know the power that it's released in my life. And I'm sharing these testimonies with you because, you see, we have to step into these things. 
It's not going to happen. I travel, as I say, and visit lots of churches, and 30 or 40 churches a year, and um, people expect that when I'm coming, I'm going to give them a prophetic word. And, you know, I know that I will, because, you see, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. But I'm not going to do it in my own strength. I know I can't do it without the Holy Spirit's help. I know without His help, it's impossible for me to be able to say the things that God gives me to say over people's lives. But I know that He's not going to say them if I don't stand up there and start saying them. So it's a partnership. And, you know, that might sound... Um, presumptuous of men, I don't want you to think that, but I want to provoke you, the Bible says, provoking one another to love and good works. You see, God wants every one of us. We can't live the Christian life in our own power, in our own ability. We need the Holy Spirit to help us. And you were sharing how you went out on the street just the other day, and how you spoke to people, and how God stepped in and gave you things to say to those people. And you see, in every realm of our life, we need the Holy Spirit to work in and through us. The fruit of the Spirit, actually, um, when, when uh, we want to love somebody, our natural love, many times, is that inadequate. And uh, so we have to draw on the Holy Spirit's love. And the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who is given to us. So who initiates the prayer? I've got to point this thing down here because it's really... Okay. 1 Corinthians 14, 15. What is the outcome? I will pray with the Spirit. I will pray with the mind also. I will sing with the Spirit. And I will sing with the mind also. You see, it's me doing that, but I can't do it without the Holy Spirit who lives in me. And the point that I'm trying to get across to you this morning is that you have the same Holy Spirit in you that Jesus had in him, that I have in me. He's enabled, he can enable you to do the things that he wants you to do. Not to copy somebody else, but to do the things that God has called you to do. Uniquely. And I believe that God will actually do that if we, are, if we give Him the opportunity. I do. You do. No, I'm not. But where do I point this? <laughs> okay. Who initiates the gifts of the Spirit? We do. Because Jesus delegated His authority to the believers. Matthew 28, 18. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, all authority has been given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. So we have authority to do this. We've been given a delegated authority to exercise the gifts of the Spirit. Not just at church on Sunday or in the midweek meeting. All week long. All every day. We need to be drawing on His power. Allowing Him to work through us. Many times as I minister prophetically to people, 
I realize the Holy Spirit knows what he put into that person and he is telling that person what he put into that person. In other words, I'm calling out of them what God put into them. I'm making them aware that God has put something into their lives. But you see, the Word of God does that as well. The Word of God is telling us that we are more than conquerors. Telling us that we can do things that, humanly speaking, we can't do. The Word of God is telling us these things, but God knew that there would be a gap of credibility between what we read and what we believe. And so he added the gifts of the Spirit so that we can encourage one another, we can call out of each other what God has placed within each other. So, Jesus also imparted the ability to all Spirit-filled believers in Acts chapter 1 but you will receive power, which literally means ability, when the Holy Spirit has come. And you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and even to the outermost parts of the earth. The Lord works with us. Wherever they went, the disciples in the book of Acts, the Bible tells us the Lord worked with them. And he hasn't changed. He's just the same. He's still working through people. And he will work through you if you allow him. If you give him the opportunity, if you respond to him, if you read in his word that you can do these things, then you have to step out and have a go. Sometimes it may not happen straight away. But God will work through you. He will work through you. And the more you step out and have a go, the more you see it happen. I want to leave it there this morning because 